Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Um, it's only two of us today, so I'm Liam and I'm here with Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello, Liam. Hello. Um, so, yeah, it is just the two of us and all we're doing is discussing two very boring nil-nil draws. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was an amazing not, not like Easter happened, weekend. Is there, really? <laughs> no. Uh, well, our form's been so good recently, we've decided that every game we play, we're going to go down to 10 men and give them a penalty. And we'll still win them. <laughs> I think. I think. Um, I, I saw somewhere on social media this week. Perhaps we just should just start games with ten men. You know that seems to be working for us. So let's just put ten out at the start of the game. Yeah. Well, in in Robinson's interview toward uh, like getting ready for the Doncaster game, he says that of the last two games, we've played ninety minutes of them with ten men. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which. Is insane. Um, so let's let's talk through the through the games. Um, start very early on in the uh, Charlton game. Uh, I don't think it was a penalty. No, I don't either. I think it was it was soft, very soft. Yeah, um, which we we do know about um, Lyle Taylor. I know it wasn't him that went went down um for the penalty but we know that Lyle Taylor and and Charlton in general will go down quite easily um there's an argument that that we gave them the option to go down but I still just I I don't see it and actually when I was watching the game from my angle I thought it was a penalty but having seen it again I just don't <laughs> it's it's a coming together I, I you know it, it's it's a it's a contact sport where players defenders and attackers will at some point challenge for the ball at the same time and just because there's contact and someone falls over doesn't mean it's a foul it's like every foul isn't a yellow card necessarily yeah you know it it, there doesn't have to be the ref can just go no play on i I don't there there seems to be a clamor for every every bit of contact being awarded something yeah um and and actually throughout the game uh, the ref was dreadful. He was booed off at half time and full time by both sets of fans. <laughs> no one appreciated his <laughs> performance. It was it was pretty dire. Um, then obviously uh, a pretty pretty calm penalty. And actually, Charlton for the first well basically until we went ahead um, were by far the better team. I think. Yeah, they're, well, uh, they're a good side. They're a good side on a, who were on a very good run of form. Yes, yeah, four wins in a row, wasn't mm. it? And they hadn't lost in eleven, um, and hadn't conceded in quite a few as well. I think it was clean sheets or something. So yeah, well, yeah. Which obviously, uh, if you if you watch the corner again for Nelson's goal, the way he peels round is brilliant, and the way he finishes, like what an incredible finish. Yeah, but where are the defenders? They're just. The the whole of the back post is clear. Mm. You've got you've got one guy on the line at the back post, so that's all Nelson had to avoid really, and he did it with a left footed volley, which is <laughs> which is not too bad. No, it was a hell of a hell, great finish. You know, to, I think if I know, no, I'm not going to say there was a bit of luck because there's an awful lot of skill involved in doing that. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, well, perhaps I'm thinking of how I used to play. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, that's in the car park or in yeah, yeah, or over the top of the cinema. Football. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, it's a, it was a really, really clever finish. You know, he, he let the let the took the pace from the from the ball coming in from the corner and just directed it 
right yeah, in the roof he of the sort net. of guided it in, didn't mm. he? Which was which was very very good to see. Uh, and then Garbutt steps up for the free kick, and obviously a tremendous free kick. Yeah. And then from then, I think it was a fairly even game. We probably edged it. Mm. Um, uh, obviously, fifty six minutes. There were six thousand people going. Oh, he's caught it. Why has he done that? Yeah. <laughs> it was well outside the box. Yeah. And it was horrible to watch because you just know it's going to be the red. Obviously, letter of the law, it is a red card. I personally think it's a really stupid rule. Like, that was an error. It wasn't done deliberately. Are if the... he knew where he was, he could have just put his foot, his foot through it. Yeah. I th- he said after, I th- there was an interview where, you know, he knew he was outside the box. He knew he'd taken two or three steps. So he kind of as he took two or three steps back, caught the ball, wasn't kind of, you're not going to be looking for the line and taking your eye off the ball. He's he's kind of thinking, I'm probably back in the box now and I've, I need to take this now. You know, the ball yeah. was coming at him. It was, it was a, yeah, split, split second. And interesting, there was a game in the championship on the uh, same Sheffield weekend. Wednesday. Yeah, where a very similar thing happened. And I, I think even more so because the keeper there, as he caught it, kind of dived backwards. It was almost as if he was trying to make it clear he was still in, he was inside the box with it. Exactly this, or very very similar situation where there's an attacker and a defender, you know, in and around the same area. It, it was quite a similar incident, I thought. And there you get yellow, but you know, refs are human, so they're going to make slightly different decisions on, on on things like that. Yeah, I I think um, just on that note, I'm actually quite pleased he got sent off, and the reason is the the romance of football includes a team that are, we're not near the bottom in, anymore. We're mid table. We're guaranteed a top half finish, yeah. which is insane. Um, but a team that have been struggling for a lot of the season. Um, you've got obviously the Charlton fans chanting at. Robinson, <laughs> and then us doing the same charm back, which yeah. was brilliant. Um, and then you've got a kid coming on that's come through the youth team. He's the hundredth one to do it. We're yeah. down to ten men. A miraculous performance, brilliant save, um, and and just that it was such a, a. It's how you would have written it. Mm. If you were to make a film of this season, <laughs> it wouldn't be the most exciting film, but that, that game would happen in it. Um, and I don't think you would change much. Yes, they went down to 10 men as well. Um, that's That was a borderline one. I can see why complaints were made about it, but he does have both feet in the tackle. Mm. So I, And, and Mackie's an expert at, at drawing the rough attention yeah. to things. Um, but then, uh, the I, I know it was 10 minutes later, they should have had another man sent off um, when when Sinclair was cleaned through. And I know I know the argument is he didn't deny a goal-scoring opportunity. He did. Mm. We just then had another one. Yeah. It, it, like, he, he stopped one goal-scoring opportunity. We just happened to have Garbutt following up. Mm. So, it, for me, that's a, that's a clear red. Um, so, actually, I think they should have been down to nine or... or Nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a great deal different to to the sending off for Cashy in the Shrewsbury game. You know, there, no, there was quite a similar sort. Of, yeah, yeah. So I think that was not not dissimilar. No, and and sort of going on from that, Sykes had done a very similar challenge 
a few minutes before and just a free kick was mm. given in the in the Charlton game. Um so yeah, let's let's move on to that one. Again, <laughs> Dan's ten men, uh penalty conceded. Um and yeah, very different in the sense that the penalty obviously got them back into the game. Good finish by Gavin White for the first goal. Um the penalty got them into the game. Again, ridiculously soft penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh absolute absolutely amazing that that was given. <laughs> um and then once we did go down to 10 men, um, I can see why why it was given as a red. I, I think it was pretty harsh. He, he got the ball, but I can see that his foot is pretty high. Mm. Um, and then they bossed us until the end of the half. So that was that was quite different. I think when we went down to 10 against Charlton, you couldn't really tell, but you could see the gaps yeah. in, in the, in the uh, Shrewsbury game. Um and then second half, Gavin White, mm. just what an outlet he was. Um, absolutely brilliant. And again, quite a quite a romantic game in terms of how we won it. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting, the last two games where we've had men sent off um, and, and Carl Robinson has kind of set the teams up very differently for both games, you know, after, the, after we've gone down to the 10 men. In the Charlton game, I thought we needed the pace left on the pitch of Sykes. I thought his energy needed to stay on the pitch. And he was the one that was that came off for, for Jack Stevens to go on. And then with with we left um Mackie up front well sorry, Sinclair up front, Mackie came on and it was a bit kinda a lot of us where I was sat were were kind of well I'm not sure he's got this right and fair play he got it absolutely spot on with the with the with the sort of tactical side of it. And then at Shrewsbury where we kind of, in that second half, Brannigan and Hansen came on. Mackie kind of went to a left midfieldy sort of role, and we played 4-4-1 with Gavin White, the outlet, up front on his own. It was, it was it, you know, it wasn't just a case of, well, we'll just do what we did before. It was obviously, they looked at the two centre-halves of Shrewsbury, thought there's a, we can exploit the lack of pace there, because, that, you know, they were... When you're up against Mackie, I think that their centre halves quite enjoyed that battle. Um, yeah. Whereas I thought, up when Gavin White had the ball, they were absolutely frightened of him, frightened of his pace. Yeah, and and it it was really nice to see. I think we'll see something similar, but in a different way with Henry. But White has since his whole social media thing with the video <laughs> on Twitter, he's not he's not been the same player. Well, from the moment he scored that first goal. It was back to the Gavin White that we saw early on in the season, and how how calm was he with those finishes? Brilliant. Um, and interesting, you sort of talked earlier about um, denying clear goal scoring opportunities. There was another incident against Shrewsbury where after he'd you know he got his hat trick, and, and the two second half goals were basically him outpacing the centre halves and yeah. and, caught, you know, and finishing well. There was another one where. The, he's between the two centre halves, or the ball. You know, the ball is in front of him. He's running towards goal, and one of them takes him out and gets a yellow card. And you yeah. think, well, hang on, you're clearly denying him a goal scoring opportunity because we've had two incidents. You know, he's he's just scored two goals in the last sort of ten or fifteen minutes. Exactly the same kind of ball through the middle, and he's chasing it. So well, yeah, it, it, I think it should be it should be more about the intent. To yeah. stop, to deny a goal-scoring opportunity. Yeah. Because 
the the guy uh, as White scores his third, there's no way the defender sliding in is trying to win the ball. No. It, it and and obviously we score, and so there is no punishment. The ref doesn't even have a word. Mm. And yet, like, surely it's the intent of doing that sort of thing. It's like going in and trying to break someone's leg. You can't go, oh, you didn't break it, so it's only a booking. Yeah. It it it's just seems a bit mm. a bit strange. Um, but yeah, so I did say speak to you in six points, and <laughs> you absolutely. <laughs> I don't right. know how, but yeah, I was right. That was um, it. Was a phenomenal weekend, and uh, the sun shone. Yes, <laughs> um, I worked out my last my last game that I actually went to see because I've been out of the country. The last game I went to see was Rochdale at the end of November. It was quite good to get back <laughs> for the Charlton game. What a what a game! It was brilliant. Before we move on, uh, just going back to the Shrewsbury game, it. and I thought how well Nico Jones did when he came on as a you know the hundred hundred once the hundred and first academy player to to make the first team, and we were you know when he came on, it's like oh, how how old is he? And of course you look, and he's not got the Singhar logo on his on his shirt, so he's obviously under eighteen, and it's so you've got a seventeen year old lad who played really well and looked very accomplished and confident on the ball and did he set up the third goal with a ball through I think it was second or third Gavin White well you know one of them uh, I think it was the second one I think it was Brannigan with the third yeah uh, I, I may have got those switched in my head but um yes absolutely brilliant and the worry is with the singer um the singer sponsorship they can become a target <laughs> when when people look at them. Obviously, facially, he looks quite young, but I I believe he's actually twice my height. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it, like, it, surely when they they look and go, ah, oh, this is a kid, mm. they become a bit of a, a target. But he was so calm and he went forwards quite quite nicely, but then dropped back into his position, um, and he's left footed, yeah. which is is nice to have. Um, and yeah, it was just so calm. There's talk about him starting the Doncaster game. Well, yeah, um, is that because of is Dickie got a an injury? I don't no, know. He came off with an injury, but apparently he should be fit. Right. Nico played well enough. Mm. Um, and the the other side of that is it doesn't look like Stevens will be starting. Um, kind of for similar reasons. He did really well, and so they want to kind of leave him on a high. And yeah. the plan was to play him for the Shrewsbury game anyway. Yeah. Um, but Nico can have his first start and play at, at home and mm. stuff like that. Uh, so that's a a good part of his development. And if he can play anywhere near as well as he did... Because he, he came off actually going... Oh, we were down to ten men, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing because he was on the bench watching the the red card. Um, but he was just so caught up in the game; he was yeah. just, you know, taking each moment. So for him not to notice the gaps and to just, as I said, just so calm, mm. um, it was really good to see. And and this is we said it a few pods ago. There are plenty of positives with Tiger in the board. You can easily focus on the negatives. But the development system and the women's team, the women's team won a cup the other day. Yeah. But the development system is now feeding the first team and they're coming in and they're not looking like that was all right, actually, for a youngster. They are looking like they belong there. 
Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not just being played, you know, as a kind of like oh, you know, there's nothing on these games at the end of the season. We'll throw a few youngsters in, see how they get on. You're right. They they look comfortable. They look like they should be there. They they're there on merit rather than yeah. just oh well, we ought to throw a few youngsters in. No, they're, you're right. They're they're there on merit, and 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 it is a a real big positive of this season, I think, and. And it's really you kind of think, well, is it the, it's only the is it the first season we've had the under twenty three squad? I don't know whether that will go forward into next year and how they'll they'll structure the, the the youth teams, but for it to already be paying dividends with these youngsters in the in and around the squad, it only bodes well for the future. Well, you can you can talk about Sam Long in that as well. Yeah, because in previous seasons he's come in for maybe five games throughout the season, mm. but he's not been playing regularly outside of that and so whether it's not sustainable or he's not on the ball enough uh, as in <laughs> up to the pace of the game um but because he's been, he played the first part of the season with the under 23s maybe that's why he's so able to play 90 after 90 after 90 yeah uh so it's it's just when you look at things like that is great and and obviously when you look at we've got 27 points from 33 is it that Oh, 26 from 33. Um, it's easy to look at positives, <laughs> but I think we should do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 like you say, there are, you know, there are, it's not a perfect club. There are issues around it. There's there's obviously the financial issues that, that are pretty well documented. Um, and, and obviously Carl has rubbed a few of the fans up the wrong way. But you've, if you're going to sort of dish out the criticism of him in the, at the start of the season, which was obviously I think justified you have to now give him credit where it's due for what he's done and it's not been through luck it's it's been through some sort of clever tactical awareness uh, and and getting the players obviously playing for him so there's a, a man, man management ish um sort of side to it as well and also the fitness levels you know yeah at the end of a season against some decent sides being down to 10 men and and turning round results and and getting results from from being behind in games and down to ten men and still winning, it it shows there's an off that's you know you've that can't be luck that's down to to the players being fit and well trained well, and, and the ninety fourth well minute winners yeah those those goals come from fitness and as you say down to ten men like the fitness has has made the difference I think. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, and I know that we conceded in the last couple of minutes against Gillingham, but it's been quite rare, like touch wood, mm. obviously. It's been quite rare that that type of thing has undone us this season. It's actually the last 15 minutes of games. I think that's when we've, no, 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 we're, we're still in this. We're mm. still in this. Um, and that's brilliant. Um, but it, Let's not avoid the negatives. Um, so there was the five-minute fans forum earlier. Um, I actually didn't hear it. Simon, can you catch me up? I, I, yeah, no, I heard it. A tiger was on. He's a, in the country already. Um, that He was asked about a whether there'd be a board meeting um, before the game on Saturday. He said, no, it'll be after the game. The other directors will all be there, but they're, I, I guess some of them are arriving in the country in the morning, perhaps, or, or not getting to the game before 
hand. So, uh, and I guess that gives them time as well. You know, if it, if they do a board meeting before the game, they're going to have to finish it at a certain point to to attend to their you know their directly duties. So, yeah, if it's after true. the game, they can take as long as they want and and. And this, he he was saying, you know, they're going to discuss next season. They don't need to sell anyone, um, but every player has a price. And if if I can't remember the phrase he used, you know, if we if we get an absolutely ridiculous offer for someone, we'll obviously look into it. But well, they, that's they how wanna... we've how we've been the last five years, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and and uh, you know, every every club ha- is is a selling club. If 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 the right offer comes in, and, and we're no different to any other club at this level, where if if you get a decent offer for a player, then you kind of hopefully have got players lined up to replace them. Um, and and it, I, I, it was something Carl Robinson said. You know, it, it, I think retention is as almost as important this summer as as recruitment. We we're not a million miles away with the squad we've got. You know, they, they, you perhaps could argue two or three players. If if Nelson goes, you need a, an experienced centre half. Um, Everybody knows we kind of need a centre forward who who's a reliable centre forward who can get you ten, fifteen, twenty goals a season, minimum. And but beyond that, we you know if we can retain some of the loan players for next season or or look at signing them on on permanence, then we've got the makings of a really good squad. And the, then the youngsters coming through as well. Well, the interesting thing about him saying that they they want to keep the squad together. Because I read that interview, that was in the in the paper. Um, the interesting thing about that statement is, it was yesterday, I believe, they had the Curtis Nelson meeting. Right. Um, so I'm wondering if if there's good news coming out of there. We can we can certainly hope so. Mm. Um, regardless of whether he does stay or go, he has put everything into it. Um, yeah. it's easy to look and go, wow, you've conceded two penalties in two games. <laughs> but he, you can see how much it means when he scores a goal. And he's been one of those defenders throwing themselves in front of the ball when it was flying towards Jack, Jack Stevens and we're down to 10 men. Like, it was, it was, it's been really good to see that, you know, he's been professional right through anyway. Mm, yeah. And uh, I'd love to see him sign the contract, but, but if not, We've got to just trust that that they know who to who to look for. That they've got players lined up. Yeah, and int- he's you know echo everything you said, and especially as he's he's lost the captaincy this season. But that doesn't seem to have impacted on 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 how he's played. Um, it was a slightly awkward moment in the uh, in the Charlton game when I think Henry was was captain, was he? And he came off, gave the armband to Nelson to then pass on to someone else. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like not for you, mate. You can pass out, but he, you know, he's he's really you're right. It, it, when he scored, you could see how much it meant to him, and you know, last ditch tackles. He's putting absolutely everything into into his performance, so you can't criticize him at all for how he's how he's played this season. In a in a sort of season where you know we we kind of think it's, it's almost a, a sort of an open secret that he's going to go in the summer. But you're right; he might not if he gets a yeah. decent a decent offer and we try and keep him. Well, well, who and knows? this this run of form must must be good. Mm. It must it must be a signal of intent to anyone. Mm. Um, but also, you, you mentioned that he lost the captaincy, and yet Simon Eastwood gets sent off. Jack Stevens comes on, and before the free kick gets taken, um, Nelson goes up and talks to him 
and gets him in the right frame of mind. He did the same with Nico Jones when he came on. Yeah. It was him that went and, and had a word with him and, and, and just, okay, calm down. This is where we're at. And you forget that he isn't as old as he seems. No, no. He, he was very young at Plymouth when he got the captaincy, wasn't he? Sort of 18, 19. And, and so, yeah, he's still still a, a, a young player, really. Yeah. Um, but he's still got that experience and the the level headedness to go and and speak to the the youngsters coming on, mm. which is good. Um, so yes, the other stuff that was mentioned in the fans forum. Yeah, um, he he was asked about um, are we up to date with payments on on everything? There was a bit of confusion over whether we have or not paid the 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 um, the outstanding rent to Kasam. It it would appear that we haven't yet, but it will be paid before the um, winding up petition gets to the courts. Um, so I, I think it it seems like there's there's a lot going on in the background there, and and not not tit for tat exactly, but I don't it, I'm not <laughs> I think it's fairly clear that the the relationship between them and 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 Firoz isn't great at the moment. So they're they're kind of well we'll we'll pay the bill at the very last minute, but like you know you get the you don't pay the pay your gas bill at the first point you wait until the red letter comes through. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 you know, some businesses will be absolutely bang on with with paying invoices at the first moment. Other companies don't do it that way. It, it's it's not the right way to do it. But ultimately, every bill has been paid so far. So, and he he yeah. also mentioned how much money I think he was into about three million quid that he's put in this this year. Um, so, you know, I think more than more than he expected to or 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 that's come from him or something like that you know I don't quite understand the the exact financials of it but he was talking about you know three million quid going in this year so it's um yeah there was no mention of the pre-season so I don't know anything about that um but it was all about kind of the 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 board meeting after the game on Saturday and planning for next season and, and taking the club forward uh, they would uh, they were talked about um stadium as well and Actually, if, well, ever, if anyone wants to listen to it, they can go to the BBC because <laughs> yeah, I'm taking true. longer than five minutes to say <laughs> what he said. But in... <laughs> there was a there was a tweet during the week um, from one of the board members, basically saying we'll own our new ground. Yeah, Zaki, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, um, that was nice to see. Yeah, and hopefully that's what they're discussing <laughs> at the meeting. <laughs> that would be good. That would. Um, I think um, I think there's a danger with uh, with social media and things like that that people in the in the club don't know what the people that don't know it don't know <laughs> i've explained that really badly no it was but the they... american there was an american uh, politician wasn't there where the things we know we don't know there are things yeah, we don't yeah. know we don't know <laughs> but it it does in my head this makes sense yeah. uh, i think people who are currently at the club don't realize the things that the fans don't know yes no you're right uh, you're right so I think when when there are um, certain sentences about oh well you you know like we're oh, we've been we've been open and honest is is something that you hear a lot yeah. from from various things and we don't feel that they have but I think it's because they assume that we know stuff that we don't know yeah so it's a bit frustrating <laughs> to fan um, but I don't think they're deliberately trying to hide everything no they're just not. They're not coming out and sort of being proactive to tell people what's going on. 
but they're not hiding from questions when they're asked. I get, yeah, you're right. If, well, if, if, if fans are, are yeah, if we're not asking the questions, they're not, you know, the, yeah. for them to answer, they're not necessarily going to going to sort of um, project it, are they? No. Um, anyway, so that'll be interesting to see what happens following the board meeting, and maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll just know it without being told. So, Doncaster, um, good team doing well? Yeah, they've lost the last two, but one of those was Sunderland and one was Accrington. And, and obviously Sunderland are doing pretty well, at, very well at the moment. And Accrington are, you know... Were, they needed were, They needed they it. Needed, and they're, they're, yeah. I think they're pretty much safe now, aren't they? Um, or very... I yeah, think, they got think, the draw. Yeah, I think unless week, resu- yeah. Or every result goes against them, you know, but they've they've done pretty well, so... So to lose those two games, uh, you know, but they've they've had a, a a decent run, sort of four on the trot. They're they're in the the last playoff place and and are desperate to get the points to secure that. So because Peter Brony three points behind, but they've got a game in hand. So it, it's there's a lot of really sort of real proper six pointers in in the last couple of games for everybody. Yeah, it's. It's quite nice. I, I think I said before the Charlton game. It's quite nice going into a game, thinking the pressure's off, but we're not sitting back. We're using that relaxed style to push on and win games. So hopefully we can do that. Uh, so yeah. I'm I'm going to go for an Oxford win because I'm I'm feeling positive. And I weirdly I never thought I'd say this on the podcast. Our home form's been all right. Mm. It has, which is bizarre. Yeah. Um. And what do you think, Simon? Yeah, I'm. Go- I'll go for a win as well. I think you're right. The, the the confidence must be sky high. It, you know, scoring goals at the end of the game, you know, it, it becomes a habit. It, it, you go back to the the sort of classic Fergie time at Man United, and and they scored goals at there. Was that was no luck. It was the fact that they kept going right until the very final whistle, whether that was six or seven minutes of extra time, injury time. And we're doing that again. And I think there's a mentality switch, sort of perhaps after that Bradford game with the all the, everything that went on in the last kind of couple of minutes of that game. And we've we've kind of since then scored some real late goals and, and shown a real determination to just see games through. I think my favourite stat I've seen this this year is throughout Josh Ruffle's career, he scored 13 goals. Four of them have been after 90 minutes. Wow. Because <laughs> yeah. it breaks it down into um, into 15-minute sections. And yeah. then the last one is just 90 plus. <laughs> and four of his goals come then. And that's for a guy who, who plays most of his football at left back. Yeah. So it's not like a centre-forward getting those goals. That's a, that's a left back, you know, clearly being instructed to, well, just, you know, get forward. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, that's two two positive mm. predictions. I quite yeah. like that. Um, well, we'll see what happens, obviously, um, and hopefully it will just be a, a fun performance. The last two home games have been great, great spectacles. Even though one was a nil nil, mm. um, and I'd, I'd quite like to not give them a penalty and get a man sent off. <laughs> we'll just do it for the banter, you know. We'll, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do it in the first ten minutes. As there'll be a cross comes in and somebody who's to, uh, and they'll you know one of the centre halves will just go and catch the ball and yeah. and go and walk straight off. Go, so we right. just end up with Nico at the back on yeah. his own. Yeah. 
um, yeah, it, yeah, it would be it would be great to see. But yeah, it's it's weird to feel it's weird to feel positive <laughs> after the last couple of seasons. <laughs> Um, but also, also pretty weird to to go into games thinking, ah, oh, I'm wondering what's happening at the lower end of the table. Yeah, yeah. just because it's interesting to watch. <laughs> um, I I don't want to sort of. I I don't wish people down, but obviously teams have to go down. Bradford are already gone. Um, Walsall are pretty much down, mm. which seems insane considering the start of the season. Yeah, it um, is. It, it's. It's you know this last sort of what six weeks or so since since the kind of that Gillingham game on the ninth of March when we were really down and not dead and buried clearly because we're not um, <laughs> but, but but to be you know bottom second bottom and and teams like Plymouth at that point were comfortably mid table and now they're they're a point outside the drop zone and and falling fast it, it really it's a remarkable turnaround well Plymouth was quite a funny season because they were dead and buried mm. and then they were safe and now they're back yeah <laughs> in the mix which seems a bit a bit odd um but yeah my my prediction would be and I'm basing this on on very little but Bradford are obviously down I'd go Walsall um Wimbledon and Shrewsbury yeah I I <sighs> Difficult to to call, I think, um, and I'm I'm kind of Plymouth simply because they're on an awful run of form again. You know, Wickham were and have won a couple of games in the last two or three, um, but Plymouth have lost four on the trot, and look, yeah, you know, they're gonna be they're gonna be struggling. I think, not sure who they've got at the end of the season. They've got Accrington and and Scunthorpe. Who, well, and Southend's Southend's form's terrible as well. Um... And and actually Wimbledon's isn't that bad. The reason I've I've sort of predicted them is because even though their form's been all right, at no point has it been good enough to get them out. They've had is it their last three games? Oh, if if we win today, we'll be out of the drop zone. Mm. And each time they've had the opportunity to do it, they haven't done it, and they're running out of time. Yeah. So at some point, that pressure is going to start again. It's fascinating looking at the fixtures. You know, they talking about Wimbledon. They've got Wickham. Uh, and Bradford in their last two games of the season. Well, Wickham, you know, if they beat Wickham on Saturday, there'll be a point behind them. You know, Bradford already down. There's, there's so many six pointers for both yeah. relegation and promotion. Sort of Pom- Pompey Sunderland this weekend, and and there's just so many games that it will be a f- hell of a sort of last game, last day of the season in this division. Yeah, it will be great. See and what's going on. It's great to kind of be a neutral yeah. on that day. Because as it stands, we could uh we could decide Luton's next season. Yeah. <laughs> uh personally I think they'll win at the weekend and then they'll they'll be fine. Yeah. But if it goes down to that last game, there's one hell of a, a big mm. performance coming from, <laughs> from each side. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. It will. Anyway um, so we've discussed most of the league and we've discussed the last few games we've discussed the next one so that's probably us out of time um, but thank you for talking to me for the best part of half an hour Simon <laughs> quite alright very much enjoyed it um, and I'll speak to you next week you were, oh, hi, uh, hi Tim hi Tim yeah and um, yeah speak to you in three points thanks very much for listening goodbye cheerio cheerio